Well, hey there, skinny peeps. Good afternoon. I am so glad to be with you today. Let's see. Today is April 17th, 2018, and we are wrapping up our Worthy series, okay? We have been in a series called Worthy for, I think this is the 10th week now. And so we are wrapping it up today. We're going to be talking about repentance. That's a a big one. I know it's a doozy. Um, And luckily, most of the wisdom, all of the wisdom, I should say, um, in this message coming out of my mouth is not coming from my thoughts. It is coming from God and from His Word. We are going to read a longer passage in Scripture today and just let let him do what he does with us. Okay. Um, you might remember some of the the last few messages we've done um, on worthy. We've talked about God being worthy of our time, uh, God being worthy of our worship, of our trust, our obedience. Remember, we kind of tied trust and obedience together. Um, we talked about the fact that we will never obey a God we don't trust. That was a big week uh, for me. We talked about God being worthy of surrender, of devotion, of our best. We explored the idea of first fruits um, and what that looks like to give our best to God. Um, We talked about last week, we talked about God being worthy of our rest. And we um, went back into the Old Testament and looked at the concept of Sabbath. Okay. So today, we are going to be talking about repentance, all right? And for those of you who might be new to the Skinny with Jesus, I am so glad you're here. My name is Bevan Caramello. I am the founder of this ministry, and um, it is one of my favorite places every week to be here with you guys, all right? This series, I'll be honest with you, it it has been really, really good for me, but it's been a lot of work, too. It's really um, asked me to take such a deeper look at all of these things and just that that simple idea of, of what is God worthy of and am I giving him all that he's worthy of? Okay, so like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, today I want to simply read from the book of Job. Okay, most of what you're going to hear today is going to be scripture, less of me and my insight and the insight that God has given me in scripture and more just scripture. Um, And then um, I'll pretty much leave it at that. Okay. I want to let God's word do what it does best. And that is move, right? God's word moves. It's alive. It's alive to convict, to soften, to give us wisdom, to instruct, to give us peace. Um, to guide us. I was reading in Hebrews earlier today. I just want to read it to you guys real quick before we head into Job. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And then uh, verse 13 goes on to say, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. I love, I love those verses. Um, God's word is alive. And when we allow it to, it will work in us. Okay. And as I looked back through our conversations together in this series, worthy, our worthy series, God led me to this passage of scripture in Job. Um, it's so powerful. I was on a plane to and from 
uh, Michigan this past weekend and, and from Texas, that's a two hour flight or three hour flight. I'm sorry. So I had three hours on the way there and three hours on the way back, just pretty much in the word of God and, and praying through a lot of these verses in the scripture. And, um, he just really spoke, um, deeply to my heart. And so, um, I hope it does the same for you. He is worthy. Okay. So just drink this in. I'm going to read it for us. Work hard not to tune out. I know it's hard sometimes when we're reading long passages of scripture, but try to try to pay attention. Okay. I am in the new living translation and we're going to be looking at Job 38. Okay. Here we go. It says, then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. Okay, so Job has been coming before God trying to figure out what in the world has happened to him and why. And a lot of his friends have come against him saying that he must have sinned against God for all these terrible things to happen in his life. And so Job is working it out. He's really working it out. One of my favorite things about the book of Job is that everything that happens to Job in 42 chapters, everything happens in the first two chapters. First two chapters, Job's life completely falls apart. He loses everything. He gets sick. He's covered in boils. I mean, everything, children, home, livestock, his livelihood, everything just is taken away from him in those first two chapters. And then Job spends the next 40 chapters working it out with God. And I just, I love that. I think I see symbolism in that, that just God invites us to to work it out with him, to get into it with him, to talk to him about the things that are hard for us or the things that we're frustrated about or the things that we don't understand. Um, Okay, so let's keep going in chapter 38. Pick it back up with me again in verse 4. This is God talking to Job here. He says, Where are you on the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundations and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning star sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst forth from the womb? And as I clothed it with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness, for I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. I said, This far and no further will you come. Here your proud waves must stop. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. The light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does light come from and where does darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? But of course, you know all this, for you were born before it was all created. And you are so experienced. Have you visited the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of hail? I reserve them as weapons for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. Where is the path and the source of light? Where is the home of the east wind? Who created a channel for the torrents of rain? Who laid out the path for the lightning? 
Who makes the rain fall on barren land in a desert where no one even lives? Who sends rain to satisfy the parched ground and make the tender grass spring up? Does the rain have a father? Who gives birth to the dew? Who is mother of the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? For the water turns to ice as hard as a rock, and the surface of the water freezes. Can you direct the movement of the stars, binding the cluster of the Pleiades, or loosening the cords of Orion? Can you direct the sequence of the seasons, or guide the bear with her cubs across the heavens? Do you know the law of the universe? Can you use them to regulate the earth? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike as you direct? Who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind? Who is wise enough to count all the clouds? Who can tilt the water jars of heaven when the parched ground is dry and the soil has hardened into clods? Can you stop prey for a lioness and satisfy the young lion's appetites as they lie in their dens or crouch in the thicket? Who provides food for the ravens when their young cry out to God and wander about in hunger. Okay. Stay there with me for a minute. Let's move to chapter 42. God and Job continue here uh, for another couple of chapters through 39, 40, and 41. God just laying it out before Job that he is worthy. And then we see Job responds to the Lord in chapter 42. It says, Job then replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no, and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Do you guys see it? As Job... As his eyes are opened, he realizes who God is. As he sees him and all that he does, all that God does, it leads him to repentance. Job 42.6, Job says, I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. In other words, he takes a posture of humility because he realizes his own need for God. And who is he to question God? Who is he to question everything that God allowed to happen to him? You know, and it just makes me realize that we cannot look at the perfection and power of God without seeing our own frailty and need for him. And so once we see him, pride repents. Lust repents. Gluttony repents. Doubt repents. He is worthy of our repentance.
Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for these 10 weeks, 10 weeks of revelation, you showing up and teaching us, Lord, each week, just how worthy you are, worthy of our time and our worship and our surrender, worthy of our trust. Lord, we want to know you better so that we can trust you more deeply. Lord, and today we see it. We see you more clearly than we did yesterday because of your word. And you are worthy of our repentance. Lord, would you teach us? Would you show us what in our lives needs to change? Where do we need to repent so that we can draw nearer to you? What do we need to be cleansed of? Where do we need to seek forgiveness? What's separating us from you, Father? We repent of it. We want more of you. I want more of you, less of me. Lord, I thank you for this time together. And I thank you for each person listening to this message. And I pray that your word would touch them deep in their heart, deep in their spirit, Lord, into a place that only you can reach. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so glad you tuned in. If you haven't found us on Facebook just yet, just search The Skinny with Jesus in Facebook and then add yourself there. We would love for you to be uh, part of our group there. I mean, we would love to have you. Okay, you can catch up on any messages you may have missed there as well. Uh, Messages from this series or any series for that matter. You just go under the files tab and All of these are posted there. They're posted by date, by series title, so you can um, get caught up or listen to anything again um, if you are are wanting to hear it again, okay? Um, New series starting next week. I can't wait to be back with you guys next Tuesday. And until then, skinny peeps, you know that I am praying for you and yours. Bye now.